Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. I wish it was that reason to celebrate, but unfortunately it is not that reason to celebrate. All right. Well, <laughs> welcome in to Vikings Ventline here. I suppose our train wreck intro is a reminiscent of the train wreck kick that Greg Joseph just had to end that game. Um, let's let people fill in the room here. This is Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, executive producer Declan Goff. And if you guys want to be part of the show, you can just email vikingsventline at gmail.com. And I know Dex probably has a, a long line of people that have been emailing throughout that fun but also disastrous ending game. Um, Dex, can we also flip the branding here? I know this yeah. is this, this feels like purple after dark here, but yeah. um, there we go. There we go. It's Vikings Ventline presented by Surly Brewing Company here. And let's go around the room. We'll start with Judd. Your main takeaway from a one-point loss to the Cardinals. Oh, sorry. I muted Judd because he was rustling papers there. Okay, oh, go ahead, Judd. My main takeaway is this. Uh, that was a wildly entertaining football game that I absolutely loved. But to fall to 0-2 in that fashion with, again, a field goal kicker missing wide right on a 37-yard attempt, on which, by the way, uh, on take two of Kirk Cousins working it down the field, you had looked pretty good, made some big passes. Like, that, my main takeaway is very simple. That has to be finished. That, on a, in a game like this, that first of all, that game is going to come back to bite you in the ass more so probably than the Bengals game will because it was right there for the taking. Yeah. And, and that is a game that Greg Joseph, I mean, I'm sorry. And I, it's funny on Wednesday, but it's not funny immediately after a game when this again is the theme. He misses I don't, an extra... I, I don't think it's ever funny well, anymore. But I find I mean, a freaking kicker that can I mean, make we, a kick under. Well, he made one last week under pressure, but, but come we on, joke man. around about it because I mean, it's just gotten to be so ridiculous, but that the deal, he misses an extra point. He misses, um, you know, a 37-yard field goal after yeah. you've gone down the field in a, in a hostile environment that had a ton of your fans there, and you basically have the game for your taking. And that game, I mean, I just know 0-2 now is a problem, and I just know that game is going to bite them firmly in the ass at some point. Uh, and it's just inexcusable that the deal couldn't be completed because the Vikings deserved – the Vikings deserved – what they were about to get. They really did. Like they had problems and we'll talk about those, 
But, I mean, Daniil Hunter had a spectacular day. Uh, Kyler Murray is just that good, too. Like, a, a lot of people were like, you got to contain him. It's, like, it's not that simple. Yeah. So that is an absolute bleeping shame that, again, your kicker couldn't seal the deal on an unbelievably makeable field goal. Vikings fans and Zim should be pissed off. Um, I think I have two main takeaways. Number one, this defense is a disaster still. Brashad, Brashad Breeland was getting torched by an aging A.J. Green throughout the day. Um, I got to find the final tally, but at one point, the Cardinals were averaging just under 10 yards per play in this game in the fourth quarter still. Uh, they finished with eight yards per play, which is just a disaster. And despite that, my second main takeaway, despite the defense being that bad, the Vikings still had a chance late. They actually had two chances late, and they went three and out on the first drive, but Kirk Cousins was excellent on that final drive. He was even the throw he made to Justin Jefferson, who had a rare drop down the left sideline. That was an excellent drive by Cousins. He dusted himself off after what I thought was just a horrible lapse in judgment on a third and seven. He throws a three yard pass to Amir Abdullah. Who, who by with the, the way, game on the line? Who, by the way, should not be on the field at that. Don't point. even tempt. I, I know right. Cook. I know Cook is hurt. But put Madison up. What is Amir Abdullah, who, by the way, you cut and then put on your practice squad? Why is Amir Abdullah out there? So don't even tempt Kirk to make that damn throw. Right. But that's like such a yeah. side thing to this game. He was, I just want, because I know, you know, you're, what are you going to say about Kirk now? You're always so hard on Kirk. Kirk was outstanding in the first half, Kirk was outstanding on the last drive. I wish the Vikings would have gotten a little bit more aggressive with like they had they could have gained some more yards. They they let the clock run all the way down. They said that's enough. We'll kick a field goal. That's not right. Kirk's fault. Yep. Um he he did exactly what he was supposed to do. He moved them into field goal range in a 2-minute drill and Greg it was a very makeable field goal and Greg Joseph misses it. Um Dex, I know you're loading guys in here, but your main takeaway quick from from this game. Just just absolutely pathetic. I I I don't, I don't know why I keep Keep doing it to doing it to myself every single year, and it was just setting up. It was setting up for that exact situation once they got the big stop after the two minute warning, and you knew that this is going to come down to a field goal. And yes, could they should they have maybe have gone for the touchdown? Of course, in hindsight, that's the absolute right thing to do when we look at it right now. But the way the Vikings lineage works, you knew this was going to come down to one final kick, and of course, of course, after Greg Joseph is automatic and money from fifty yards out, week one and today. Can't mix, make an easy gimme kick, and the Vikings are 0-2, and I, I feel for Mike Zimmer right now. I'm sure uh, there might be an alert for him in the locker room. Well, we're going to focus a lot, I think, on the missed field goal. Well, they lost the game by one point. He missed yeah. an extra point Correct. in the first half. Correct. So, like, they would have needed a field goal at some point anyways. And by the way, why didn't you at some point in the second half, when you got a touchdown, try to make up for that by going for two to eliminate that one point? Because Mike Zimmer doesn't care about analytics. Also, why didn't you go for it on the fourth down and one? Because Mike Zimmer doesn't care about analytics. I'm just saying. Yeah, ask me another one. I'm just saying. Try me again. Th- those are some things that I think about when it comes to game theory we need to be talking okay, about. What's game theory? What are analytics? I don't understand. He's got a lot I'm, of I'm Mike Zimmer. Explain He's got to a me. lot of other problems. And, and, and here's the thing, too. Do you know who's starting at the cornerback opposite Patrick Peterson next week? Dantzler. Dantzler. Dantzler played pretty well on that last series, and flat out, he's just a better player than Breland is. Yeah. 
So, so much to get to. This is the most interactive show in Minnesota sports. Mackie, Judd, Declan. It's called Vikings Ventline. If you're new to the show, thank you for however you found us, hopefully on the Purple Daily YouTube channel, where uh, if you're watching us on a TCL TV, even better, because TCL, uh, in addition to being a sponsor of us and helping us, TCL is one of the world's best-selling consumer electronics brands, and they have been delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution for a number of years now at an affordable cost, which is key. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Uh, this is your show. We, uh, you know, we give our thing at the beginning, and we tell you what we think. But then we we move out of the way, and uh, we bring you guys into the show with us. We pop your comments up on the screen. If you are hanging out with us on the Purple Daily YouTube channel, please click the subscribe button and the bell notification. We'll give you daily Vikings entertainment. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die, and an zero two start to the season. Is not how you do that. But Declan, where should we start off here on Vikings Vent Line? Yeah, let's uh, let's start off with a regular that wasn't able to make it last week, but was a regular in the 2020 season. Let's uh, let's go to our guy Chanix. Chanix, what's up, player? Welcome what's up, Chanix? <laughs> hey guys, you thank you, thank you for having us, having me on <laughs> this time. Um, um, I'm gonna take this off. I'm just gonna leave my CM Punk shirt here. It's just gonna gonna oh, here we go. Hold on. Try to try to talk. <laughs> Trying to tell a story is it, here. Is it, wait, wait, Chanks. Is it clobbering time right now? Are you going to clobber the Vikings? Is that what's happening? Uh, <laughs> yes, it is about that time. And it's tough because it's, it's telling me again that the Vikings can't beat a, a winning team. They just, they just, they fall, they fall, they fall through that. Yeah, um, I, 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 there's certain stuff I really liked. There are certain things that I was just super like, What's with the time management stuff that's like, whoa, you're still going down. You're going like, dude, use you're like grabbing all of the timeouts for for what? For like the last ten seconds? I don't know. Like I like if you know that <laughs> the kicker was a problem and you knew we're just like, okay, we're just gonna let that last two seconds and just let it be. I'd rather you give them a let more seconds and kick the field goal. And we still have like five seconds because we're still at first down. If we miss, we can still do it. Right. We can still kick the ball, but why are we waiting for that time to, to two seconds to, okay, let's put it all on that guy. And then watching Simmer's reaction. You're t- so you're talking, you're just talking about the very end of the game, right? So I'm yeah, just, yeah, just talking about, the, what's yeah. funny is I actually, I thought it was longer than 37. When Judd said 37, I was like, what? I thought it was like more of a 44, 45, but they did pick up a couple extra yards right. on, the, uh, on the Osborne reception. But they still so, – so they got down to the Cardinals' 19-yard line. They snapped the ball with 44 seconds left on that completion to K.J. Osborne. So there was probably, let's call it 38, 37, 38 seconds left when they, now, now it's first and 10. Right. And yeah. they decided a 37-yard field goal in that spot was just good enough. in Vikings history was good, good enough for a, a guy who has barely kicked in the NFL for three <laughs> years. And you know, and maybe you know, honestly, maybe maybe, maybe we're maybe maybe most teams would have done that. But I don't know. Does it matter if you get another 10 yards? I think it does. So what's my my question would be this: Do we not trust that Kirk can give us more yards? Could we? Is it because we can't just take a timeout just to regroup a little bit and just like think about it? Why are we rushing this? Well, Zimmer doesn't. 
Zimmer doesn't trust the offensive line or Kirk in most of those situations. But Kirk even was though, even though they were great. They were great on that drive, though. Kirk was running today. Because I think, <laughs> Chanix, I think the answer to your question is very simple. Because yes. the end of that game was what an old school football coach would do. Ah. Because you're not going to. Football. Because you know what he. You know what he thinks? Mike's first thought is, my God, what if Kirk throws the ball and it gets picked off now and I'm going to look worse and Kirk will look worse. And so let's just do let's just do what they've been doing on Sundays, grinding it out for years and years. And instead of saying, and, and here's the really frustrating thing too, um, newsflash, the Vikings now have three incredibly capable receivers. K.J. Osborne's a player. I'm not yeah. saying he's, he's not legit. a player. He's not B.C. Johnson, okay? Oh, I think B.C. Johnson's going to be good. K.J. Osborne's legit. Um, Thielen and Jeff and, and um, KJ Osborne to me are guys that Kirk trusts a lot now, which is a great thing to have. Yep. Yep. And Jefferson's your threat and deep threat and certainly a great player. But um, yeah, I think Mike coached like Mike coaches, which is what would Parcells have done? What would Lombardi have done? Chanix, we got a million people we have to get no, to. Absolutely. So thank, thank you, you for so coming much. on. You're thank awesome you. every time. We'll yep. probably talk to you I'm next I'm going to go week. out and buy some Surly. Bye. <laughs> boy. There it is. <laughs> I'm going to walk to my it. fridge in about a second and get a Surly. I forgot to get you one know, on my way in. I feel like I just want to, I want to, I want to, I'm going to, this, um, this is a self-talk moment here, okay? Go should on. they have gone, should they have gotten closer and not run 40 seconds off the clock? Yes. Should the defense have played better today? Yes. Uh, should the offense have done something in the second half between halftime and the last couple drives? Yes. But the most important thing here is, should your professional kicker yeah, make exactly. a 37-yarder yes. to win a freaking football game? Yes. Yeah. And I get that he made a clutch kick last week, and he made another, he made like a 52-yarder. You know, he's had some nice kicks. But, dude, when the chips are on the table... And Kirk, Kirk Cousins isn't exactly known for piling up the fourth quarter game-winning drives in the end, like in the last four minutes. And when he plays that perfectly on the final drive, you need to make that kick. Dude, be a yes. professional kicker and yes. make that freaking kick. Every, That's every, your one job. Everybody else in that drive did their bleeping job. Kirk did his job. The offensive line did their job. They did their job, and it's a 37-yard field goal. And that's what I'm I'm just – I'm so sick and tired of kickers on this team ending up post-Longwell as punchlines. Yeah. Like, they're all punchlines. It's like, hey, what did the Vikings kicker miss by again? And I bet he's going to miss a key one here. You know, it's just – it's so frustrating. That's a game you have to have. I can't articulate that enough. You're 0-1. You're on the road in Arizona, and you know – a lot went wrong, but you did a lot of good things too. And you are in position with no time left on the clock to walk out of that game one and one and in really good shape. And by the way, that win would have felt so good. And you can't make a 37-yard kick and you still can't find a guy. And, and I mean, that's on the personnel people too. Last time I looked, kickers across the league ain't missing these kicks. So, you, you know... Why is it I know that Vikings fans now have to be subjected to watching Daniel Carlson just, like, make every single kick? And a guy that you drafted and jettisoned after two games. And, yes, it was a bad idea to pick him, but he's become one of the most reliable kickers. I'm, I'm watching Red Zone today, boys, and I'm hearing about Nick Folk's streak of consecutive field goals. And I'm hearing about yeah. this guy's streak Carl of consecutive Carlson field goals. has the longest one. Carlson's, yeah. like, 23 for his last 23. But, but that's, yeah, like, like this, is where, this is where the blame comes back on this guy. Greg Joseph, who we did Dude. question, but this and is where... Rick Spielman, Rick Spielman, yeah. your your answer at kicker 
in a, a, a fran- 25 yes. years of, of kicker jinx here, and your answer at kicker is a dude who hasn't kicked in a regular season game in like two or three years. Yep. Like he's a practice squad kicker with some potential. That's your answer on a team that wants to go and do damage in the playoffs. Yep. Of course he's going to miss a 37-yarder with the game. Like he's going to make one last week. He's not going to miss all of his kicks. He's, you know, he's in the NFL. But this is like this is a Spielman and Greg Joseph thing for me today for that. To waste that drive. Kirk Cousins offensive line, it's the thing that people have been clamoring for us for sure. And for that dude to miss that kick, I mean, come on, man. And everybody thought that you were going to get blown out. You didn't. You played a close game. Um, it was, to me, an incredibly entertaining, fun game to watch. And you could have walked off that field with a W that would have been huge. And now you're going to fly back 0-2 because another Bozo can't make his field goals. Yeah. I like the word Bozo. Bozo's a, Bozo's I don't mean a good to, word. I don't know the guy personally, but it, it, this just yeah, he's, drives, he's a Bozo. This literally drives me. This literally drives Football. me up the wall. Yeah. And down. All right. Who's next, Dex? All right, I don't know where he's calling from today. We'll see where he is. Chansey and Fargo. Where are you at, Chansey? What's going on, buddy? Pacing the yard. I, uh, that you. one hurt. I got it. That was yeah. painful. I actually was, I became pretty invested. Like you guys said, it was a, it was a pretty entertaining game. Very entertaining. Not just pretty. I, fun game. But it hurt at the end. And I had, I warned my boy on the couch. He said, they got it. I said, no, no, no. Hold on. They, there's no got it with the bike. You know I'm just so pissed off at Rick Spielman. And I'll tell you, if you name, we could go and you guys can do Purple Daily and you could talk about Cousins until you're blue in the face. Vikings fans have known for years the offensive line, problem. Kicker, problem. Corner, problem. Everybody knows it. Everybody knows that, right? And what one of those has been fixed by this doofus? We drafted, we signed, there's free, there's practice squad. It's all BS. He hasn't fixed one of three glaring problem areas. And this isn't over one season. This is like a five-year stretch where we know all these things suck. And the guy does nothing. How many wasted draft picks? Guys that are, have criminal histories. Guys that are now kicking somewhere else successfully. Practice squad bums. On and on and on. I can't take it. Like, what? Forget Cousins for a second. Don't talk about Cousins all this week. This guy <laughs> is an idiot. Like, we can't fix one out of three problem areas when every Vikings fan knows what they are. How is that possible? Unreal. Amen. I, 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 hold on a second. I, I think I think this deserves, from everyone who's watching right now, we're going to give Chansey... Yeah, oh, this great, great round of applause here. Nobody's and right. I, and I want to honor. I, I mean, we're, we'll we'll sprinkle in some cousins discussion, but I I mean, like you're the 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 things to talk about after this game. You're 100 percent right. The like the kicker like the kicker has literally been a problem for for a quarter century here. Like basically since yeah. Gary Anderson lost his mind in the in the 1998 NFC Championship game, and to and it just it's. Of, of course, the kicker is the thing that puts them into this 0-2 hole again. So what would your, all right, if you're, if let's say you were uh, an adopted member of the Wilf family and they said, all right, you get to go and have a conversation with anyone and say anything you want. Uh, here's the key to the Vikings practice facility, Chansey Wilf. What are you, who, who are you talking to first and what are you saying to them? You know, honestly, I'm going to find the best special teams guy there's around. And I'm going to say, I, I would a first round draft pick on a kicker i would fra- i would pay a franchise 
tag fee to sign somebody else's kicker. I'm serious. How many big games has this cost us? I know it's a ridiculous kicker, but I can't take it in my heart anymore. My, I'm going to have a, an aneurysm, a, a chested. This is so crazy. Like, this is the best of the best in the world, and we can't figure it out. I, and I'm not in the scouting, but that's it, right? I'm just going to say that's it. I don't give a crap about anything this offseason. We're fixing kicker. It could, I don't care if it's with the third overall pick in the draft. I find somebody that can make a damn kick. It's Dude. crazy. If it's a if let's say it was a fifty three yarder and he missed a fifty three yarder, I think mean, it would it would definitely sting still. But I think you'd be all right. Whatever. It's those are kind of coin flip kicks. He missed two kicks inside forty yards today, and 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 they they lost by a one. One was an extra point. They lost by one. Had a chance to make up for that missed short kick by kicking another short one thirty seven yards, and he can't. I mean, well, I don't know what I, else to it, say. And if I was Chance, you will or whatever you called me, Phil, I say this too. Like, I'm so sick of the old school mentality. So I would probably say, like, watching day, maybe McCaffrey, but Dalvin Cook looks so good. What does having the best or second best running back in the NFL get you? A margin of error that is so slim, so tight, so slim. Big deal. He was running for eight yards of carry and just gashing them, and it doesn't matter. You still, you, you can't win the game. Who cares? It's, I'd rather have the 12th best quarterback than the best running back in football. Honestly, it's it's a, a mindless position. No, it's worthless. It does you nothing. Well, they have both, actually. Well, I don't know. Maybe Kirk's well. I mean, but whatever. Who cares if you have a great running back? These no. guys are just plug and play anyway. Chancey, take great a few more there, laps too. around the yard. I think I think you have you have uh, eloquently and properly represented the thoughts and the feelings of most Vikings fans in the 15 minutes since that game ended. So thanks for jumping on, and we'll talk to you next week, man. Thank you. You guys have a good evening. You All too. Right, it's Chancey. The look, the look in Chancey's eye is incredible. Incredible. He is he is so hot right now. I love and it. And he should be. I The thing on kicker, though, to Chancey's point is, and no, I would not invest a first-round draft pick in a kicker, but you can find competent kickers. I don't understand how we keep going down this path, and they keep either going haywire, getting ruined, or they really weren't that good to start with. That's what I just don't understand. Like, what is it about the mentality of this team where you either find guys that shouldn't have the job or you find guys that should have the job, and then eventually, like Dan Bailey, they just go completely sideways? Like, mm-hmm. what's at work here? What's going on here? How does this happen? I don't know, man. It's uh, I, I get that there's probably not 50 kickers in the world walking around that can just, like, make 37 yarders, you know, 10 times out of 10 for weeks on end. Otherwise, every team would be... Every team would be fine at that position. It's a little like quarterback and that there's like 15 to 20 really reliable ones. And then there's right. kind of a, a cycle at the bottom. But like, why are the Vikings? Why are the Vikings never with one of the 15 to 20 reliable ones since, since Ryan, Ryan Longwell? Yeah, since it's been Ryan, a decade. They're not. Yeah. You know, I don't understand it. I don't understand it. And it, it's as if that's where they just think that they can always skimp. And it's like, OK, you've learned a lesson about this in 2015. Yeah. OK. No, really, we haven't. We're going to try this again and again. And I always go back to, to this. The guy who absolutely was fine. He had some problems on extra points was Kai Forbath. And then they decided to get cute there. And we're like, we're going to get another kicker who's going to replace Kai Forbath. It's like Kai Forbath probably about as good as you could possibly do. Yeah. Uh, he nailed one of the most important without his field goal in the Minneapolis miracle, they lose that game. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I think when you see that, you're like, okay, you're doing pretty well, but yeah, it's uh there's some bizarre things. This, this head, this team likes to ram its head into the wall over and over again when it comes to Spielman and, and 
Zimmer in particular, by doing some really odd, odd things that you would think they would just learn from. It's also too bad because that missed kick overshadows a bunch of things that would have been great to talk about, right? I mean, the yes. the offensive explosion in the first half, the play-action deep pass, which is what we were begging for all week. Run more yes. play-action, throw the ball down the field Kirk, more. And they, we'd be talking about Kirk right now. Yeah, well, Kirk would have delivered his third career Vikings game-winning drive. And, yeah. and that's the nature of the game-winning drive stat. It's that you, you, you must win the game in the end. It's not enough to put your team in a position – if somebody else blows it, then you know that's why you can't pin but, all wins and losses on one position. But he does. He deserved a game-winning drive for that today. Yes, he did, and, and it got stolen from him. And it, it probably got. It probably we, we can't say for sure because because the kicker might might have missed the field goal in week one. But you know, Kirk did a very good job in that last drive. I thought in the overtime against the Bengals, and Dalvin fumbled or he didn't. But you know, he didn't get the game-winning drive for that. So now it's like, okay, this one was almost textbook. It almost was. K.J. Osborne looked great. He hit Thielen. He took a shot to Jefferson that didn't work, but I loved it. And so everything about that should have ended with a conversation about Kirk Cousins did really nice job. Yeah. And it's hard to talk about it now because it resulted in a missed field goal. Vikings vet line here, part of the Purple Daily umbrella of podcasts uh, on Score North. And you can check us out, Apple, Spotify, scorenorth.com. And uh, as you're likely watching now on the Purple Daily YouTube channel, it's all presented by Surly Brewing Company. Declan, who's next on Vikings Vent Line? Yeah, let's yeah, go to uh, Mark uh, in Louisville. Mark, what's up, buddy? What a season already, ain't it? Oh and two. <laughs> hey, if I'm you know, if I'm a GM, I'm going down to Mike Zimmer. I'm asking, why you keep playing Rashad Breland and man? Like, dude's burnt toast. Literally. Like, he's a literally burnt toast. He's a zone corner, you keep playing him and man. That's bad. And then with the kick, I, I don't, I don't know. Kickers just, I don't like them. It, it, it is what it is. I don't. I was at the game last week. You know, I was glad he hit. Then I was like, I was watching the Dallas game, and I was like, oh, he's gonna miss. And I looked down on my phone. I'm like, oh no, we missed. That's that's disappointing. <laughs> that's sad. But I don't know. Offense played well this week. It's just, I don't know, man. We we can't play a complete football game, obviously, and. That goes back to coaching. Like you're, you're undisciplined. Your 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 specialty is defense. Yet and still, you you done gave up 34 points. Gave up 27 last week. Like fix it, bro. Like I don't know what else to really say. You know, I Mark, mean, KJ Mark's Osborne great. is a player. I don't know. I'm just ready for us to get a win and start off right. Hear you, Mark. Amen. Amen. Mark, thanks Mark, for jumping thanks out. We got a little, 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 little feedback. Go ahead, Dex. Yep. Uh, pop him off. Um, to his point about the defense, like, so they're giving up to this point, what, an average of 30 points to their first two games. We've kind of said all along that they're going to need at least the first handful of weeks for a bunch of new players and Daniel Hunter and Pierce, who didn't play last year, to all gel together. It looks like Hunter's fine. He just sat Kyler Murray twice today. Uh, but they don't have time. Like, I, you know, you had all training camp, you had three preseason games, and you've had the first two games of the regular season you spent basically all of your remaining resources in free agency on defensive players for a defensive-minded head coach that peeks his head into an offensive meeting once in a while when he's, you know, eating lunch or whatever. Your defense shouldn't look like this. And now you got Russell Wilson and Kevin Stefanski scheming for Baker Mayfield. It's like this is this your 8 months of off season and this is it. 
This well, is what yeah. your defense looks like? And Breland, I, I mean, he has had two games that have just been so rough. The other thing that really, really hurts about this is you, the Vikings have directly played a role in the fact that they are not 2-0. Um, you know, that start against the Bengals and the penalties were inexcusable. And I think there's a case to be made that if they don't make those mistakes, they win that game, and they should have won that game. Okay, then you come back today and look at what you did. And again, at the end, your kicker doesn't make a field goal. And, and um, clearly defensively, you had to make some adjustments and some you simply didn't make and didn't play great with a defense that's supposed to be retooled. And you, you still got some huge plays. Nick Vigil at linebacker was unbelievable today. He was good in week one. He was great today. So, so you very easily right now, margin of error, clean up mistakes. Could be two and zero coming home to play the Seahawks in first place in the division, feeling great about yourself, and in some way, shape, or form, your team, different parts of it, are directly responsible for both defeats. You, you could make a case that you did not truly get beat in either game. You beat yourself, you know. And when you go down the damn field and you have a field goal to win the damn game with no time left on the clock, make the damn kick. And yeah. last week. Don't take 10 penalties, I believe, in the first half. Clean that up. A couple comments here from Mike Zimmer coming in right after the game uh, that are floating in right now. He said, we're probably two plays away from being 2-0. I was thinking this should be an easy one, referring to the kick that was missed at the end of the game. And if we play like that, we'll win a lot of the games (laughs) that we were playing. But you are Owen. Yeah, he said, so Sam Ekstrom had a sort of a, a take on Mike Zimmer's comment, too, on the kick. He said, uh, Zimmer said he felt good about the kick being indoors on a clean surface. He didn't bury Greg Joseph over the miss. He just wants him to be more quote consistent. Oh man, I need I need the three glasses of red wine behind closed doors thoughts from Mike Zimmer. But this on isn't that the, miss kick. this isn't the season to feel good about coming up short. There's no room for that. You're you're going to get fired, dude. Like well, what's he supposed to? What do you want him to do? Like the Wilfs are not going to buy into you. I come out and say I'm incredibly disappointed. We had a chance. It's our fault that we have not won two games. That's what I say. Well, he should not... coach defense better is what he should do. Well, I don't but, care what he says right, at a press I conference. To, I don't want to hear him talking about, well, we could be. Yeah, sure, you could be uh, third, You know, one play each time. Sure, that's possible. But why didn't you win those games? And by the way, the Wilfs, I don't think for one second, are going to listen to any of this garbage and be like, you know what, Mike's right. Mike, you know, we should extend him again. They're going to say what they should say, which is, I thought you guys told us that you could win a Super Bowl. You're all in two. Well, again, I don't like. I, I, I haven't. I haven't listened to his comments, and I haven't combed through all of his quotes. But if the number one thing isn't, hey, I am, I pride myself on being one of the best defensive coaches in the last twenty years of NFL football. Yeah. And what and what we're doing defensively is not good enough. In fact. We spent so much time this offseason and resources on fixing this defense. It is a flat embarrassment, the performance that we put out there in the first two weeks, and it will be better next week. Like, that's about the only thing I really care. I don't really, I honestly well, don't fine. even care what he thinks about but Greg I, Joseph. But it doesn't I don't matter. Hear, but I do not want to hear we could be 2 0. Yes, you could be, but you're not. And it's your own fault that you're not. So I, I don't want to hear this. That, to me, that's trying to buy yourself more time to be like, we'll win a lot of games. It's going to be fine. It's going to be, look, it's two games in. And and both times you are costing yourself, both times. And you're right, Phil. The defense. I mean, the defense. There were some elements of the defense that played well, but statistically they got eaten up. And and uh, my God, I believe it's on Patrick Peterson, dude. Kyler Murray, you played with him last year. You saw him scramble, and you know what he does when he scrambles? He buys time for receivers to get open. 
And I think I saw at least two plays, both touchdowns, uh, that were a direct result of Peterson losing his focus. Uh, yeah, I thought, and Kyler Murray was definitely, uh, he was almost as great on the run throwing the ball today as Kirk Cousins was, I will say. Kyler Kirk did a good job. but Very long run today. But Kirk Ooh, running, Kirk running to his left, throwing a dime yeah. in the end zone. Um, all right, let's get to uh, our next Vikings fan here on Ventline, the most interactive show in Minnesota sports, Dex. Let's go to Nick. Nick, you're on Vikings Ventline, man. What's up, guys? What's up, uh, Nick? Thanks, thanks for having me. Big fan of the show. Uh, I was sitting on Twitter watching Kirk just drive down the field with two minutes left. I had at Judd Zolgad ready, like, you're going to eat your words, Judd. Kirk can walk it down the field and win yeah. any game, just like the Russell Wilsons, just he like did. Tom Brady in the league. Yeah. And I, I just – it can't be on him anymore. This offense, I mean, for the top last four years, I mean, talent-wise, has been top ten. I mean, you look at our receiver core, it's been top ten for the last four or five years. Are easily a top three running back in the league. You know, the offensive line is whatever. But um, when you have a defensive-minded head coach like Zimmer, who's supposed to be this guy who's going to, you know – be that defensive back guru and just can like shut down these teams. And then you have AJ green in second half, having a career Renaissance against Mac Alexander. And then Rondale Moore goes off for a hundred yards and he's like, what, 20 years old. Like that, that can't be how you win games when, you know, we need an offensive coach. I can't imagine what the Vikes would look like if they had a coach like a, like a Sean Payton or a Shanahan type coach right now with the, the pieces we have on offense. I mean, we'd be putting up 45 a game easily. And it's just, it's dude, it's Nick. Hard. To your to your point, like I was thinking about this in the second half as the defense was giving up just ridiculous chunks of yards. And what is the point of having a defensive minded head coach who outsources everything offensively, barely pays attention to offense other than just like you know big picture edicts like run the ball more or we're going to do this, you know, very big picture stuff. He doesn't have any really meaningful relationship with his quarterback at all whatsoever. And he's one of the worst, I would say, game theory and like late half strategic coaches in the NFL. So he's terrible at all those things. He should be pumping out number one defenses or at least top five defenses on a regular basis. Like you should not have back-to-back games where you're getting gashed the way that the Vikings did seven or eight years into this thing, if your coach is is willfully sacrificing in all these other areas to pay more attention to defense. Exactly. I, I'm i almost starting to think maybe the Wilfs got caught up on that 2017 season where, you know, we had the best third down defense, like, in the league. And, I mean, who's still here from that defense? We've lost so many pieces from them. And, I mean, Anthony Barr isn't what he was then. There's no more, you know, all-pro Xavier Rhodes on the team anymore. Granted, he wasn't too good at the end there. But, um. Yeah, man, there's – get they him out of here. I'm tired yeah. of this story over and, and over. I, I think the problem, too, is defensively, while he comes up with different ideas at times, Mike has his schemes and his beliefs, and he never – and this is definitely true of Rhodes, who, by the way, in a different scheme with the Colts last year, bounced back. Uh, Mike doesn't make adjustments to cover up for faults. And so you're expected to play what Mike wants you to play – which is fine, but it calls for a lot, and it's very tough. And so unless you are a top cornerback, you're going to have problems. And Mike doesn't – he doesn't do enough to cover up for the warts on players. And that's why Rhodes went from being great to being terrible because as Rhodes began to drop off, ordinarily you'd alter things up and be like, okay, what can we do 
for Rhodes to help him out. Instead, the Vikings were like, oh, no, no, this is our system. You're going to play it. And, and I think Breland right now very much caught in that. So, like, Brashad Breland probably needs schematic help that they're not going to give him, which is why playing Dantzler is not perfect, but it's probably a better idea because I think he's definitely more athletic because of his age. So the other thing that, you know, we're two weeks in now here, and unless somebody can show me some grades that prove me completely wrong, uh, two weeks in, I'm going to ask you guys a question. What have we really seen Dalvin Tomlinson do? Because uh, he, I, I, he, I don't know. He but took the pass today. He plays a position where he's not going to show up doing things very often. Like but he, Michael, a lot of his position is take up space for other players to shine. But Michael Pierce, in my opinion, week one at least, was very solid and showed up. And that's where you don't show up at that position if you don't do a whole lot. The, the special players do show up. And that's where I'm just saying, because that was your that was your marquee free agent signing, and that's the guy who you signed instead of trying to go out and sign a guard, for instance. So, like, again, that's a pretty important yeah. thing. You, a Dalvin Tomlinson needs to be expected to step in and show up. Like, we should be seeing him. And I'm just saying through two weeks, I don't really think I've seen him very much, yeah. if at all. Nick, your, your quick final thoughts before we say goodbye? Um, it's been a good run, Zimmer. <laughs> um, I'd be surprised if he's here by the bye week. Honestly, wow. we keep dropping games like this. I mean, you, dude. Well, and now no, the, the, the worst thing possible. I'll say bye to Nick. Great stuff, dude. Thanks, Thanks, definitely guys. come on again sometime. Good the worst like possible that. thing just happened for the Vikings next week. The Seattle Seahawks blew a double digit home lead and just lost via game winning field goal in overtime to the Tennessee Titans. They really? are going to be on a revenge tour next week. Interesting. They the wow. They blew. Well, the, the headline there is the Titans made a game winning kick, a field goal to win the game. That's not the, allowed. The Cowboys just made a game winning field goal. 56 yards, actually, by Greg the Leg Zerline as time expired to beat the Chargers. Yeah. So if you were wondering, oh, maybe the Seahawks will come in all fat and happy 2-0 and and take the Vikings less seriously. No, the Seahawks are going to be pissed after blowing a double-digit lead they gave up 14 fourth quarter points and lost in overtime and either way consistently prove you can stop them like that's what you're supposed to do this whole thing's built around now i will say this kyler murray because of his age and ability is a special qb i don't expect that you're going to stop him all day and he got sacked three times Mm -hmm. by by hunter so that's awesome that's great but russell wilson in your stadium stop him there's no rule that you can't stop him yeah uh, for those of you just tuning in here, thanks for hanging out with us. This is your Vikings therapy session that you've been looking for here for the last 30 to 40 minutes and uh, however long we stay on here. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, Declan Goff, our executive producer. This is Vikings Ventline presented by Surly Brewing Company. We're popping your questions and comments from the Purple Daily YouTube channel on the screen, and we're bringing you guys into the show because this is the most interactive show in Minnesota sports. Who's right. next? Let's keep going. We'll go to Elijah, who has taken off his jersey in disgust and is hunkered over. Elijah, how you doing, man? Boys, I feel I'm 21 and I feel like I'm 60 on Sundays. Like, this <laughs> Actually, this is this is Elijah before the game, and then on the screen to your right yeah. is Elijah after the gr- game. He's as gray as I am. He grew a beard and it's super <laughs> yeah. gray. Exactly, dude. I feel for you. 21, so much of your life left, and to put up with this nonsense. It's it's insane. And it you know what the crazy thing is, it feels like there are three different teams on the Vikings. 
there's offense, there's defense, and then there's the kicker. And it's so funny because when I watch Vikings games, a lot of the time we don't strike first, right? And it feels like we're following what the other offense is doing. And it's like we got to come up from, the, from behind all the time, all the time. Today we came out, we struck first, and we kept the offense going the whole first half. It was awesome to see. Um, you know, K.J. Osborne, amazing plays, Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook giving us a heart attack twice throughout the game um, in classic fashion. And then uh, defense, Nick Vigil, oh, my gosh, so much better than Anthony Barr. Like, immediate impact that he made. And Eric Kendricks, uh, I think Realistic Randy said this last week, but Eric Kendricks deserves a linebacker next to him who can play. And Nick Vigil can play. He proved it today. Um, and man, the cornerbacks, holy cow, man. Like I, I I'm, I'm tired of this story and, and, and hearing a, like a key to leave talking about Patrick Peterson had this dream of getting a pick six back at home. And then he just goes out and he doesn't play that well. I'm just like, wake up, Pat. You're not in a dream right now. Um, it's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. And look, it, you just, you knew we all had that feeling once the, the game-winning field goal attempt was going down. Blair Walsh, Dan Bailey, Daniel Carlson. And it's the same story all the time. And it's crazy. Like, I'm, like, looking at, like, all right, Ryan Ficken, do I blame you? I don't I don't know. Like, it, in the end of the day, it, it just feels like it all goes to, back to Zimmer. And it's like, Zimmer, you care about one thing, and that's your defense. And they played okay today. They didn't play amazing. They played better in the second half. But Zimmer, where are your priorities, man? Who do you care about on this team? And why are they? Why is there one piece of the puzzle always out of sync? Like, finally today, I'm like, holy cow, the offense and defense are kind of on the same page. And then, you know, Greg Joseph makes two 52-yard field goals. It's like, holy cow, he's doing great. And then it comes at the end of the game, 37 yards, dude. Anyone can make that. And you're watching Matt Prater on the other side make a 62-yard field goal, this old guy coming out here and just playing like he's back in college. It's unbelievable, Dude. man. It's, Dude. it's crazy. Matt Prater's the king of 60-plus here. Doesn't he have the NFL record? Isn't it 64 yards, the, the NFL record? Yeah. I think he's um, in Denver, right? On the, on the – dude, this is great stuff. Elijah, we'll definitely have to get you on again sometime. Appreciate you. Hang in there, on. man. A lot of years left. <laughs> dude, you, you, you got, got a pace, lot of pain. pace yourself. You got man. a lot of pain left. This ish is going to happen for decades. You might want to pick a new team started. for a while and come back to the Vikings <laughs> at like 45. So the Vikings defense was god-awful in the first half. In the second half, they gave up 10 points and had a pick six. And Daniil Hunter had a huge third-down sack that got the Vikings the ball back in a key spot. Um, so they did They did make some tweaks, and maybe having Cam Dantzler out there more often was the thing that you know put the defense back in a comfortable spot. But one thing to monitor here. You know, I feel like fans and media did this victory lap on behalf of the Vikings front office of look at how, oh, my God, all of the offseason moves to fix the defense. It was like we crowned the defense fixed before a game was even played. And I remember, like, you know, yeah, we like we gave credit to Brzezinski for moving money around and, and Rick Spielman, but I remember a couple times being on this show like, are we sure? Like, these dudes are just like Pat Peterson was not very good the last couple of years. There's a reason why he's just available to be signed to a one-year contract. Why is Breland available for, like, $2 million? Mm-hmm. You know, why did, why, did, why did the best team in the world not really want him back? Yep. 
You know, but we but we but we were too busy just being like, oh my god, all you people that say Kirk Cousins' contract doesn't prevent the Vikings from making moves. Look at look well, how stupid you look now. It's like a lot of these pieces on defense might not be what you think. Anthony Barr, by the way, for that money is not helping these first two weeks. Well, he can't stay on the field. And ever. He he took a pay cut. But do you remember our conversation? I think it was back in May when they were signing guys still because I think Freeland signed at the start of May or June. Our conversation was okay, Dalvin Tomlinson. You actually went to the you actually went to the store and bought off the floor as a new product. But Peterson and Breland, those signings, those were garage sale signings. Those were guys, and we explained that because the whole thing was, well, you guys are wrong about the cap. It doesn't it doesn't even count. Obviously, since they signed Pat P. Well, Pat P. is a great name, and he might be going to the Hall of Fame. But um, he and Breland uh, Woods. Those are garage sale guys, and we said that at the time. So, so don't don't tell us that Kirk Cousins' contract means nothing because if you if Kirk Cousins had said, you know what, guys, let's extend me, and I am going to give you a lot of cash back for 2021. You go sign a guard, you sign Tomlinson, you probably sign a top cornerback as well. So that's where the confusion lied. But because the Vikings signed veterans with names, and because we we still think, and this is going to have to start to change, uh, and, and I believe. I believe Realistic Randy brought this up in one of his first two Purple After Dark shows with us, and it's exactly right. We need to get away from the whole thing of Zim as cornerback, or I would even say after today, defensive whisperer, um, because we all thought, oh, my God, you put these guys in the Vikings defensive stew, and you and Mike Zimmer mixes them up, it's going to be a win for sure. Well, one is you put a lot of guys who have very questionable, or do they still have it? And in some cases, the answer is no. And two is, you know, we're going back to, to the 2017, Mike. That's who we're talking about. So, like, Zim, unbelievable back then. But since then, like, have you gotten consistently good defensive performances? You've gotten some, but they're not as consistent. And last year was a complete mess. And that was Mike basically saying, I will make this work. And then backing away and being like, I guess I really couldn't do that. So so there's a lot of conversations to be had about where this defense has gone. And, and this head coach was hired because he could stop quarterbacks. Is that still possible? You know, it's 2021, not 2014. Yeah. Um, one note on that, too, that the league has changed a lot in the last four years. The, the, the two quarterbacks that carved you up last week, Joe Burrow, and this week, Kyler Murray, were not in the league four years ago. There's other mobile guys like Lamar Jackson that weren't in the league. Pat Mahomes was not in the league. Like a lot the, the, the position, the quarterback position is a lot different now than it was in 2017, which isn't that long ago. Um, all right, Dex, who's next here on Vikings event line? Go to Gator Viking. Gator Viking, what's up, buddy? You're on Vikings Bentline. Hey, guys. Long-time listener, and I uh, decided I had to call in this time. I just couldn't take it. Um, yeah, thank you. Floor's yours. I, I think the issue we're missing here is the lack of confidence Zimmer has in his own team. Look, the, that two-minute drive was perfection. The play calls were good. Kirk was executing. Your third-string receivers making plays. It gets a first down with 35, 40 seconds left. You could either spike the ball and still keep your timeout or call your timeout. Yeah. Instead of keeping your $35 million quarterback, instead of keeping two all-pro receivers, your all-pro running back, and giving them the opportunity to score and end the game, you just say, no, I'd rather trust a kicker that hasn't been a starter in three years in the league. It's one thing if you give them the opportunity and they don't get in, and then you go, okay, we gave you guys a shot, send the kicker in. 
you didn't even give him a shot. Yep, and we're losing Gator. We're losing the reception there, but I, I'm so glad he brought this up. And and Gator, hang out in the green room here so you can hear our response. We're just we're just losing your connection there for a second. Let's talk about Mike Zimmer, the game and clock manager. Game theory, Zim. Okay, and when I say game theory, I'm talking about like if you're a Madden player, for instance, you're looking to maximize timeouts. You're looking to maximize time. You're looking to score, leaving little time left on the clock for your opponent. You're thinking about how the flow of the game is going to progress into the final three, four, five minutes and how you can strategically come out on top and pull the right uh, strings, right? I don't think Zimmer gives that type of thing any thought during the week. I legit, like, it's so obvious. And think about the first half, all right? So the Vikings, they're, they're, they're calling run plays and, and they're, they're just like, totally oblivious to the clock and the situation, and they do wind up scoring. But then on the kickoff, rather than just kicking the ball through the end zone like you do every other time, or or, or if not, like at least you kick the ball eight yards deep in the end zone, they're probably going to take a knee and they walk into the locker room, right? You squib kick it. Mm-hmm. What is this, 1997? Like we're squib kicking still? Kick the freaking ball through the back of the end zone and either make them go 75 yards or 50 yards into field goal range, or what's more likely is they're going to hand the ball off and you take a lead into halftime. You know, stuff like that. It just oh, it may wow. not seem like a huge deal, you know, with the defense melting down and all that stuff, but, like, that stuff matters, man. You lose a one-point game, that mattered. And what drives you crazy about the squib kick is this. Matt Prater, who Dex went at, the, at U.S. Bank Stadium for yep. Detroit, uh, beat you or didn't beat you. He, he sent the game that the Lions won in overtime uh, into overtime with like a 62 yarder, yeah. 63 yarder. So this is Matt Prater. Like you played him, you know, he's been in your division and you squib kick it very much taking a chance that Matt Prater is going to hit a 60 plus yard field goal. And Matt yes. Prater does that again. So like, where's the, I, I would ask the entire coaching staff, what were you thinking? Like, where's the thought process of, okay, it's Prater. Let's kick it into the end zone. And if they want to take some shots, that's fine but we're not going to give them field position for, as far as I could tell, no clear reason. The other thing that we actually shouldn't ignore here since they lost is the penultimate Vikings drive in the final quarter when they actually play calling-wise and game theory-wise as a whole crap the bet. That starts off with Dalvin Cook, who, by the way, is literally limping onto the field, okay? You're still using him, and he is limping onto the field. That starts off with him getting, what, four yards. Um, But then, of course, your left tackle, your backup left tackle is called for a hold because guess what? He's having problems. So then you complete a 13-yard pass on first and 20 at backed up to your own 15 for 13 yards. So now it's second and seven. And you run Cook, who, again, is injured. He's injured. He's playing. I mean, he's a great back, but he's hurt. You run him. He gets a, a yard. And then your next play call, third and six at your own 29, is that completely stupid pass to Abdullah when, by the way, you had receivers on the field that Cousins trusts and should be encouraged to throw the ball to. That's that's a drive that if Arizona, which, by the way, made a lot of mistakes too, if Arizona had handled its last drive right, there's a chance that you that you never get that last drive in which Joseph misses the field goal. And tell me, between Zimmer and Kubiak, how is that second-to-last drive acceptable? Like, how do you leave in a game that's been this good and this back and forth? And Arizona's defense, no great shakes, right? 
How is that your possibly last drive? And, and, and I'm not blaming Kirk. I'm saying, how is that your last drive from a play calling standpoint? And, you know, to go back to the game theory standpoint of what you need to do when you get the ball with 425 left, meaning that your four minute offense is employed yeah. almost immediately. Sorry, go ahead, Dex. You had a take there. Oh, no, I, I was I, I, I get it. It's it's frustrating watching it unfold. And look, Kyler Murray, the, the defense wasn't going to be able to stop him. So, like, the only way you're going to stop Kyler Murray was him throwing those interceptions, right? Throwing two pretty honestly costly picks. And there was a hand in the face there that probably should have been a face mask on that second one. That was a pretty obvious yeah. uh, hand in the face that probably should have gotten called back. And you didn't get any points out of that. I think you maybe got three out of it. You have to get take. You have to get points off the takeaways. And it's, it's, it was frustrating to watch because you knew Kyler Murray was just going to continue throwing up these, like, Madden 04 Michael Vick-like plays. And it was, it, was, it was a highlight reel watching, but it was also extremely frustrating because you knew how it was going to have to go down if you had to kick a field goal to end the dang game. Yep. All right, looks like Adam is next up here on the Vikings vent line. What's up, Adam? Hey, boys. Thanks for having me on. Mm. Dude, thanks for coming on. Thanks for allowing us to be your therapeutic coach. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's 2021. I thought it was supposed to be a lot better than 2020, but it's the Twins suck. The Vikings are 0-2, and uh, I haven't been looking forward to Timberwolves basketball in so long. I can't wait for Ben Simmons to come, baby. Very exciting. Let's go. Yeah. Very exciting. No, but like the game I thought was going to lose, we were going to lose, and we ended up losing classic Vikings, breaking our hearts. But on a macro scale, I'm just so sick of Mike Zimmer and Kirk Cousins being average. Um, I looked up the stats here, and Kirk Cousins in September, since he's been with the Vikings, is 3-9-1. and 3-9-1. And, and so I'm just ready. Like watching Kyler Murray today all day just make like passes. Like he threw two interceptions, but yet the Cardinals were still in the game. Like if Kirk Cousins throws two interceptions, the game's over and the Vikings lose. But somehow Kyler Murray throws two interceptions and the Cardinals end up winning. And I just want a quarterback. I'm sick of Mike Zimmer. I'm sick of Kirk Cousins. I want a quarterback that can make plays. And it's not like in the box. And Mike Zimmer just keeps his defense has sucked since 2017, You know, know, I refuse to blame Kirk for today because Kirk Kirk, Kirk Kirk at the end did Kirk's job. But I will say this to your point where I agree completely. Um, I am sick and tired of a quarterback and head coach in a forced marriage arranged for sure. Uh, and that doesn't, there's no, there's no like um, um, gelling between them, right? There's no like, oh, okay. Okay. The coach knows what the quarterback's go- going to do. And by the way, if you have that relationship, I guarantee you, you take a shot for a touchdown on that last drive. Um, but they did not. And why? Because Mike doesn't really, try, okay, I guess it's just time to kick a field goal. So, I'm not going to rip Kirk one bit for t- today. He will not make my pie chart a blame. But what I will say is this team, and I don't know if it's Kirk and a new coach. I don't know if it's a new quarterback and new coach, whatever it is. This team needs to have a quarterback and coach who have a relationship and a trust and can help run the offense together as opposed to a, a longtime bitter married couple who sleep in, def- in different beds and don't talk. Because that's what this is. Yeah, it would be. Listen, I am not. I, I, I do not think highly of Kirk's ability to uh, to lead a football team to a championship at the money that he's making. I, I just I, I'm on the record. We don't have to get into all of that again today. We talk about it all the time on Purple Daily. Um, but I would be curious whether it's with the Vikings or somebody else to see Cousins with an offensive minded coach that embraces him and leans into the relationship like that. You know, I 
that's the thing about Mike Zimmer that's never made sense. It's like, dude, this is the most important player on the roster. And by the way, Adam, thanks for coming on. It's a, obviously a great talking point because now we're all passionate and fired up here. Please come on again sometime. Um, how do you not lean more into that relationship if you're a head coach? Is it not obvious to you that that's not, that, does Mike Zimmer not think that that's the most important player on the team? Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he thinks that Daniel Hunter and Eric Kendricks are. Those guys are good, but they're not more important than Kirk Cousins to winning games and winning a championship. You know, and and it's and it has it has, it's manifested in by the way a five and nineteen record going into the season in the last three years against teams that finished the season above five hundred. Wow. They can't beat winning teams. You know what I'll do too. I'll fault Rick too because Spielman Spielman gives Mike these ingredients that Mike does not want to cook with, but he feels obligated because they're let's say the quarterback and kicker. Uh, so there's no there's no relationship there. There's no trust there. I, I mean that's the one thing with Kirk. What happens if Kirk Cousins is signed by Sean McVay, Shanahan? Like that's the one thing I'd like to see because I I just there's no upside to the fact that the Vikings, it felt like the coaching staff wanted Cousins in the offense to get that ball down the field as quickly as possible and to use up clock to kick a field goal. Um, Now, when I was a kid, 1977 or so, that's football, right? But what's football now? It's trusting the quarterback, and there's a relationship there, and you're going to take a shot. You're probably going to take a shot. And it's not going to be a dumb shot, but it's going to be a shot that might result in a touchdown and therefore – you don't have to rely on the field goal kicker. I'm just saying that's where that's where my frustration lies now. It's just like there needs to be something here where quarterback and coach work hand in hand, not where it's like they're serving their own agendas and time after time that leads to um, that leads to unfortunate uh, circumstances. This is an amazing comment here. Joseph Gonzalez on the Purple Daily YouTube channel says, this group has not won a single game together, not even preseason. And that's correct. This team is now 0-5, three preseason losses and two regular season losses. So they're not exactly showing you winning DNA here. Who's next on Ventline, Declan? Yeah, let's go to uh, Rob. Rob, what's up, buddy? You're on Vikings Ventline. How's it going, guys? My my free... Free purple therapists here. I appreciate it. <laughs> We're here for you, man. What do you got? Uh, firstly, you got to check uh, Prater's leg for spider tack. He's got a bomb for a leg. That's, that's amazing. Um, guys how do you give up two straight weeks with the opponent having the ball in their end of the field before halftime, less than two minutes? You've given up 17 points. 17 in less than two minutes of the half. That's I, I can't explain that one, but that needs to change, and that's on coaching. Uh, Dex, I blame you for calling the Bengals a pushover. Mackie, I blame you for calling Greg Joseph the greatest kicker in Vikings history. Nobody's allowed to talk about the Seahawks this week. Um, I, I just don't understand it. Oh, man. And the only thing I can think of, of why you don't run another play when you're down there and you're like, and about to get field, you know, take a field goal, A, either just run one more play, a running play, to get set up in between the hashes, so it's just a straight-on kick. It's maybe in the back of Zimmer's head. He's thinking, how do we lose last game? Oh, yeah. Dalvin fumble. Yep. Maybe that was ticking in the back of his head, thinking, I don't want to risk it. I'm not going to do it. But I think they need to hire a, a game theorist. I really do. Somebody who's my baseball coach. And if you ever played Little League, he always tells you, what do you do when the ball comes to you? What's your play? If the ball goes to the second baseman, what do you do? Right? If this happens, your response is this. Or I feel like Zimmer just says, 
Oh, okay. We're, we there's, there's 40 seconds left. I don't know what to do. I'll just let it run down, right? Yep. yep. I, yep. It's too reactive. I love it, dude. Like we all had little league coaches that told us that, right? Like that's right. that's that's and I love I love the the role of game theorist. But here's the reality, Rob and and Judd and Declan. I don't think you have time in the NFL because because John Harbaugh actually in Baltimore has like some sort of game theory type assistant coach that walks up and down with him. And that was publicized a couple of years ago. I think that's becoming more prominent. But your head coach needs to be that guy. You know, like it's 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 too hard if, if your head coach isn't already in tune with thinking ahead and game theory and clock and time management and um, and those things. If he has to have somebody like running up and down alongside of him, sort of like trying to elbow him and whisper in his ear, the head coach needs to be the expert at that stuff. And it's just very obvious that Mike Zimmer has not taken much of an interest. And I'll say this, it's a PJ Fleck hasn't either Mm-mm. with the Gophers. They beat the crap out of Colorado this weekend, so um not much to discuss there. But it's uh it drives you crazy when the Vikings are looking for these little edges here and there. They lose these close games and you wonder, boy, if you hadn't kicked a squib, who like Whose job is it to make sure that they just kick that ball through the back of the end zone to end the first half? Mike, ultimately, that that is a Mike Zimmer CEO type thing. Hey, everyone, just so you know, our strategy here, we're going to kick the ball through the back of the end zone. Okay, carry on, right? But he doesn't say that. Or or he or he's the one that says squib it, <laughs> which is even worse. <laughs> which is the opposite of a game here, right? It makes no yeah. sense. I, I feel like I've watched that exact Vikings game my entire life. Where <laughs> yes. they're in it, they the previous game against the Bengals. I felt like they deserved to lose that game, and they did lose that game. This yep. one, I felt like they deserved to win it. Yes, and still lost. And yes, they're about a they're about three yards to the left and a better replay system away from being two and out. And they, that's the thing that drives you crazy is that there's an argument to be made that they really should have won both. Um, but that doesn't make me feel, but when Mike says that it does not make me feel like, Oh, you know what? Zim thinks they should be two and, and oh, he's trying to save his job. And you know, you're right. The Bengals game, they deserve to lose. They did everything that they possibly could to screw that, that game up today. They did their job. They went down. They didn't play great, but they played well enough to win. And your kicker again, your kicker for how the, how many time in Vikings history, your kicker costs you that game. Cause you can't make a bleeping field goal. Yeah, and Kyler Murray's a magician to his credit. He's so, great. Like, He's unreal. There's just there's just sometimes when the defense you've got to have it. You need a stop, and mm-hmm. they always fourth and five. This is the game. You get this. You go score a touchdown. It's over. Nope, magician. Yep, dude, Rob, great stuff. Thanks for coming on. We're happy to be your therapist. <laughs> Appreciate it. See you next time. Here's the By question. The way, here's the question I would ask about Mike right now too. What is it you say you do well? What is it that you say? What as, would you say you do here? As, as a coach, what do you offer? I mean, it was previously always defense, but that's not the case now. So, like, you you make in-game decisions that don't make sense. Your defense is at times hemorrhaging against quarterbacks like Murray, who Rob's right, he's great. But the thing is, there's more and more quarterbacks like that now. So, like... Kyler Murray, it's not going to be like, well, thank God there's only one of those and there's no more coming. I mean, Pat Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, that's what's – there's a, prolifer- a proliferation of these guys now in the league. And so you got to find a way to stop them. And if you can't stop them, yeah. what would you say you do well? Yeah, Because you certainly don't do offense well. You know what the Minnesota Lottery does well? Viking scratch game tickets. Damn right. 
That's never choke. They do well. They never choke. They don't choke at all. No, in fact, they're just pumping out these five dollar games that can win you up to a hundred thousand dollars. Two dollar games that can win you up to fifteen thousand dollars. You can also win secondary prizes like Vikings tickets. Um, it's uh, it's great. Just say I'm in to Viking scratch game tickets from the Minnesota Lottery. Also, a, a shout out to our friends over at Federated Mutual Insurance Company. They've been helping business owners with risk management. I don't know if they can help you with kickers missing wide right or uh, offensive line not holding up in moments of crisis, which wasn't as much of an issue today, credit to the Vikings, but they can help you if you're a business owner with protecting your bottom line, protecting your employees. Find out more at federatedinsurance.com, and remember at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. On to the next one in just a second here. We can't play it because we don't have the rights, Yep. but... Sounds like uh, yep. Sounds like Vikings Radio Network may have momentarily saw that field goal differently. Yes. At the end of the game, I, I listened to it uh, two minutes ago. The headphones. Yes, they thought it was good for about six seconds. <laughs> oh no, oh, dude! No, no. Oh. no. The uh, analyst oh, stepped no, in and dude. said, "No, it didn't. It didn't go in. No. It didn't go in." And there was a little bit of disbelief, as oh, you can imagine. God, that's terrible. Oh. I, I refuse to revel in, in bad luck like that because I think it brings on your own bad luck. I mean, it's just, of course. Oh, God. All right, let's get to our next uh, right. our next one here. It looks like Jay is next right on. on Vikings Vent Line. Jay, what's up, buddy? Rocking that Baker Mayfield look. Love yeah. it. Heck, yeah. You know, I love Baker Mayfield, but we're not going to talk about that right now. Uh, <laughs> I want to bring a little bit of positivity, but I'll just get the negative out of the way. I was listening to Paul Allen's radio broadcast. I started screaming when he said that it was good, and oh, then, no, dude, no, God. and then <laughs> I was, I, I was, I was literally shaking. Okay, <laughs> but I'm just, just I'm, I don't even know sorry. why I'm laughing. It's just, it's unfortunate that that happened. Let's just put uh, it that way. That's so terrible. What a troll job. But anyways, real quick, I just want to say this is the seventh state that I called you guys from, but I want to get to a little bit of purple positivity here. The O line. I mean, that was about as good as you can ask for. Where was Chandler Jones? Where was J.J. Watt? I think Kirk had a strip sack, which he landed on the ball. So, But other than that, I mean, wow, Rashad Hill had a 10-yard penalty. But that was a pretty good performance. Daniil Hunter is a guy. Daniil Hunter is a guy. Like a capital Uh, G guy. Yes, (laughs) just capital guy. And... I will, I will say the secondary had their problems, but I think they were keying way too much on DeAndre Hopkins because where was he? He had one touchdown, which Murray ran around for like six seconds. There's no way Pat Pete's going to keep on him one-on-one, and he gave up that 15-yard touchdown to DeAndre Hopkins, but where was he on big oh. plays? Rondale Moore was yeah. all over the place. Christian Kirk had clutch catches. I mean, and also... I want to say on the field goal really quick, the 37-yard attempt. According to Paul Allen, at least, I was listening to the broadcast, there was a high snap on that. But also, I'm not ready to bury Greg Joseph just yet because he may be the next Mason Crosby. He's made some really clutch kicks, uh, really good from 50 yards plus. And it is a shame about the PAT, but I'm not ready to bury him just yet. Well, he only becomes the next Mason Crosby if he leaves the Vikings and then go and then whoever the next team he plays for, he will then become Mason Crosby. That's the law of Vikings kickers. The Sorry. fear now, the fear now though, with 
Joseph, who up until today had been pretty damn good, including in the exhibition games, the fear now is, is, is Zim going to give him the stink eye and ruin him? Because it feels like, it feels like when kickers start to struggle, they don't get the requisite support that they need. They get the old stink eye sideways. Look, are you going to screw me again? Uh, Dan Bailey falling apart last year to me was the final straw of my God, what happened? Like what happens behind closed doors? Yeah. Does like Mike scream and yell and belittle them or what? Because this guy was a veteran kicker who, yeah, he wasn't great, but he wasn't awful. And he just fell apart. So that's my concern is like, how is Greg Joseph going to be treated now? Yeah. Are you going to get him back emotionally and get his confidence back? Or are you going to cause another just meltdown where next week, you know, Here's Greg Joseph from 45 yards. That's wide left. So. Yep. And Jay, we're going to say goodbye. Hopefully you can make it in eighth state next time you jump in. We always appreciate uh, hearing from our resident Baker Mayfield lookalike. Let's keep going here. Dex, who do we got next on Ventline? We got Mike. Mike, what's up, buddy? You're on Vikings Ventline. How are you? Oh, hey, what's up, dude? I was just getting out the restroom. Okay. Hey, right. uh, <laughs> honored to be on here, Phil. I'm sorry I trolled you on I'm sorry, I trolled you on Twitter a couple times, but you're a cool dude. It's all funny games. Uh, I'm beyond. I'm all I'm for really it. A I'm Washington fan. It. I'm just part of the Kirk High. I took off the Washington jersey so y'all would answer me if I had a Vikings jersey on. So that being <laughs> wait, so you've got say, you've got you've, 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 you've got do you have all of Kirk? Do you have his Michigan State Kirk jersey too? How many Kirk jerseys do you have? I do. It's hanging up. It's hanging up in another room. So yes, <laughs> it's hanging up dude. in another room. This is my Washington. <laughs> But Listen, I will say, said, I, I, I will so... say, he was he was excellent in that game today, and he was excellent on the final drive, and he deserved a fourth quarter comeback. In my eyes, they, he's they always excellent. He's always excellent in my eyes. He does no wrong. But that being said, though, uh, I watch a lot of Vikings game, and just sometimes they're just frustrating to watch. I feel b- bad for your fan base. Uh, I live in Dallas, by the way, and I was at that game in 1988. Randy Moss, all that good stuff. Gary Anderson, Phil Goss, saw that I cried. Now, uh, that being said, you look at what's sad is if you look at the division, the bigger picture, the Bears beat the Bengals today and with no quarterback. And you're like, okay, um, we have to, you have to beat the Cardinals because that's a team that might sweep our sweep y'all's division, excuse me, and you might get that one up on everybody else because you got to start thinking about it like that. But on the positive note, though, you look at the schedule, looking at it last week after by losing to the Bengals, you're like, okay. We're going to go 0 and y'all going to go 0 and 6 the next games. But Seattle's a winnable game. The Browns, I think, is a winnable game, how they looked against the Texans. And then you got the Panthers. So hopefully, you're hoping by the bye week you go 3 and 3, and then you can think there's some positivity uh, there. Now, as far as the game, uh, here's what I hate. I, I live in Texas. I know a lot of people went to Texas Tech. Uh, I hate Clings- Cliff Kingsbury. I feel like he just got hired because of his looks, uh, to be honest with you. And so that's why that's out. why Judd got hired, actually. So he got bailed out. Those are the worst three play calls he could have made in that situation. Tom Murray yeah. running out of bounds, uh, a pass, and it was just the worst three. It's like, hey, Viking, here's the game. Like, I was ready to see yeah. Cardinals Twitter just go off and say fire Clingsbury just because that awful, those awful last drives, but then that missed field goal. And so what's funny is I'm watching the Cowboys game at the same time. You're thinking, oh, this guy's going to miss a 50-yarder. This guy's going to make the 37. They're literally on at the same time. But Greg Zerline makes it, and then Joseph misses 37. It starts to make you wonder, are field goal kickers better from longer or what? Should they have, like, not completed a pass? Is he better from 50? It makes you start thinking like that because, like, he missed the extra point. So you're already, like, in your mind, you're, like, not optimistic about it at all because of that missed extra point, though. 
So uh, you just got to try to take the positives out the game. I mean, it's like, do you, does the offense miss uh, Kevin Stefanski? Because I feel like it's oh, yeah. pretty predictable of what they're going to do. Run the ball, okay, if it's second and ten, they're going to try to throw the ball, uh, incomplete, uh, Kirk's going to throw it short, fourth and three point. And, and it just seems like that time after time. So the offense, until you have a sense of urgency at the end of the game, okay, you start running this two-minute offense, you start moving the ball, and then you start seeing a little bit more K.J. Osborne and stuff like that in the game. But um, that being said, there, there's some winnable games on the schedule going forward. You should beat the Carolina Panthers. You should beat Seattle at home. They did not look good against Tennessee. The Browns look like a beatable team after the Texans. I mean, we'll see how Kevin Stephan, how well he knows Mike Zimmer, vice versa or whatnot. But, I mean, uh, and then that squib kick, uh, I just don't know what was going on Dude. there. Uh, Hopkins, like, he just made that first drive. When you first made that drive, you were thinking, oh, God, this is going to be one of those games with Colin Murray. He's just going to – but it wasn't. Um, that was the last you heard from Hopkins was the first quarter. I know that because of fantasy. He didn't do nothing the rest of the game. Um, but it's like, it's Cliff – then Clint Kubiak, is he a worthy play caller? Um, I'm just wondering, like, okay, is he's he's um, Kubiak's son. Let's give him the job. He's worthy. But I just wondered, like, should you have hired a more veteran offensive coordinator on this team? Because it doesn't seem like that this team has a sense of urgency until late in games or, or, or something like that. And it's just frustrating to watch. I can only imagine on your ends. But the team should be 2-0 and right now, bottom line. But now you're just digging yourself in a hole. Green Bay wins tomorrow. Then they got all this confidence now in the division because they'll beat the Lions tomorrow. Let's say what it is. As bad yeah. as- hey, Mike, we, we got to get to some other guests here real quick. But my favorite, my favorite take there from Mike was the Nick Van Exel theory for Greg Joseph. You guys remember Nick Van Exel? Oh, he used to play for the Lakers. Oh, yeah. So he, so he yeah. would take like two steps back from the free throw line because he felt more comfortable shooting from further away from the free throw line. So everyone else would, would stand at the free throw line. He would shoot his free throws from like the middle of that half that. circle. Yeah. And he was a very good free throw shooter, if I remember right. At the you end. Know, Maybe Greg Joseph, you got you gotta stop when you get to like the thirty two yard line. So you gotta you gotta make yeah. sure it's like a fifty yarder for him. If you're employing a kicker who says, Hey, you know what, just give me fifty two yards, but never like thirty seven and in, <laughs> I'm not signing you. <laughs> Uh, and then, the, and then the other thing there too. I think I, I agree that three and three is now the new goal for the bye week. Can you claw your way back to three and three? Can you win one of the next two home games uh, against two really good teams that I think are going to be playing deep in the playoffs? And then can you get both of those games against the Lions and the Panthers? Yeah, uh, but, the Lions game is also a home but game, let's so not, you should be getting that one. You too. should, but I mean, you should have gotten the Bengals game too. Well, of course you should. I'm saying so, from this point forward, right, like right, your goal I'm, is three but, and three. But I'm just saying I'm losing faith quickly. It, as far as what they can and can't get. Um, Carolina, you should win, but Carolina actually doesn't look as bad as I thought. Sam Darnold looks like, you know what? He's doing, he's doing pretty well. That's true. So I'm just – but the thing is, the defense is hemorrhaging too much because we're, we're always built around, well, this defense is going to be really good. They're not right now. And I don't know if we're going to see a turnaround that's going to be as sufficient as what they need to get to 3-3. Three and three. Let's keep rolling here. Vikings sure. Vent Line, the most interactive show in Minnesota sports, a therapy session after an 0-2 start. Jedward, what's up, buddy? You're on Vikings Vent Line. How are you? How's it going? Um, I mean, I have to say this is the happiest I've ever been after a Vikings loss, but it has nothing to do with the game and everything to do with the fact that I just got married yesterday. Dude, Congrats. congratulations. Congrats. That deserves Thank a Vikings horn here. I like that. Yeah, I mean, that's like the only positivity I have, but... 
Going into this game, I wasn't expecting us to win after our performance last week. But then, in typical Vikings fashion, they completely changed the script to get my hopes up. And then at the last moment, let me down in a completely unique way. And it's just always so much fun to watch these Vikings and just how interestingly uh, they can let me down. But, I mean, seeing the offensive line improve so much, not starting off with, what, 100 yards and penalties, that was fun to watch. And it was very uh, electric to see just this offense kind of rolling in a way that we haven't seen yet this year. But I just – every – I think the last time I called in, I was talking about, you know, I, we just need a new regime change. I'm, I'm tired of the old, uh, the old coaching staff, and it just feels like we're trying to do so many different things. The defensive-minded head coach, yet paying so much money to both a quarterback and a running back. And like Mike Zimmer's comments being, you know, it's hard when you're so uh, top-heavy with a salary cap. I just don't know. I really don't understand how this team is constructed and kind of like what – their goal is it just seems like they're kind of schizophrenic in a way and it's just, they're just trying to do so many different things and they're just spreading themselves too thin and it shows week after week in games like this yep i, I think you said it very well it's like they're jedward congrats first and foremost on getting married thank you don't let the yeah. don't let the vikings drag you down this should be an oh, exciting no, no, no. weekend for you all i right? still have a smile <laughs> on my face i'm, I'm happy as, as a clam but you know, i wanted it, to call and Appreciate that, man. Appreciate Good it. It's awesome, man. You like that? Um, you like that? Actually, let's let's keep going through here. Sure I think we, we've said we've said enough, and we'll say more throughout the week. I want to hear from more fans, and you guys do too. So, who's next on that line? Uh it's our old friend Paul Fritz. There school. he is. What's up, buddy? There so he is. The stash. I don't know though. Do you keep do you keep the stash, Paulford, after this zero two start? I'm going to keep it until the Vikings win a Super Bowl. It's going to be like oh, wow. down to here. <laughs> I like Wilford Brimley or something like that. Just a big you're, stash. Wyatt Earp from like the 1860s. It. That's what he's going to look like. Love you it. Know, I'm not even, you know who did get a comeback? These guys. They got a comeback. The AFC Vikings. The Titans, yeah. The AFC Vikings. Down. You know what? They got the game-winning field goal. But you know what? I'm not even mad at Greg Joseph. I'm not even mad at Kirk Cousins. That's K-U-R-T for the listeners. Kurt. I'm not mad. I'm not mad at the O-line. What I'm mad about, you know, actually, let's just do a sponsored ad here by Burnsville Heating and Air. Maybe Mike Zimmer's <laughs> looking for a new job by Burnsville Heating and Air. They by the way, Burnsville Heating and Air hired a Purple Daily listener. So That's what I'm talking about. Maybe they can hire our ex-former head coach, Mike Zimmer. <laughs> Maybe they can even come to TCO Performance Center, pick him up, and take him back to Kentucky. Burnsville Heating and Air. They have service and needs in all areas. I am just absolutely sick and tired of Mike Zimmer and his shenanigans because he keeps doing the same thing over and over. In the end, he's got to know in all the years that the Vikings just terrible sorrows there. Why on earth are we playing for the field goal? You've got to know that our kickers are going to miss when it matters. How many times have we watched this same story? Like, I turned around in the sports bar with all the Titans fans. They're like, no, you got this. They've become Vikings fans. And I'm like, don't do it. Don't do it, y'all. And they're like, no, he, oh, my God, he missed it. I said, that's why I couldn't watch. I couldn't watch. I was like, I'm not even surprised. I'm like, are you joking or did he really miss it? They're like, no, he missed it wide right. I'm like, oh, my goodness gracious, once again. Got to miss the kick. You just got to miss. We had the game, too. The defense played pretty good. Hunter got after Kyler. They got a couple picks. And I'm already tired of watching Xavier Rhodes out there. I'm sorry. I meant Breland, not Xavier Rhodes. (laughs) He gets hurt once a game, too. 
Yeah, that's a theme does. as well. It is. So, the he's, two, he's two for two. Tries to go back in. <laughs> yeah. Hey, and what happened when Tiny Dancer came out there? He he played well Tiny in that Dancer. end zone. Hold me, hold that football close, Tiny Dancer. Yeah, hold it, that's hold right. It hey, if it was my choice, Burnsville Heating Air would pick up Rashad Breland and Mike Zimmer Monday morning and take them. I don't care, Cuba. I don't care where they take them. <laughs> Well, listen, you don't even have to be within 20 miles yeah, of, yeah, they'll, they'll uh, of Burnsville. They'll find jobs wherever it is around the metro to, area. I, yeah, probably not all the way to Cuba, but I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Well, hey, Pulford we School, have, hey, go ahead, man. We don't have Surly tonight, but we got the Bush Lattes. Okay. That's for uh, for the Vikings loss once again. All Love right. It. Love hey, it. Hey, I, I was appreciate you, Pulford. Uh, I was rocking a Bush Latte and a hammer about eight, nine hours ago on the golf course, too. So that, that was that was happier times ten hours ago on the golf course. Well, get your well, well, Jeb, what are you rocking as you oh, attempt to digest? Well, I'm not doing it right this now. This 0-2 start. Yet, but I will be rocking an entire case of Surly Furious IPA to get over the hurt, the anger of this football game. And I suggest, again, win or lose, I suggest that you go to your local liquor store and pick up Surly. Now, for me, Furious IPA. For you, it might be something else. I don't know, but make sure it's Surly because you know what? We've always said this, and we tell Zim this and everybody else. We don't want you to settle. We want you to get Surly and maybe make the damn kick, too. Just make the damn kick. That's all we really want. All right, who's next on Vikings Vent Line? Yeah, let's go to Alex. Alex in Texas, a former regular on Write That Down and Vent Line. Alex, what's up, buddy? What's up, Alex? Hey, guys. How y'all doing today? Uh, we're pretty pissed, to be honest. Um, yeah. yeah. First of all, I blame my wife for the kicker missing. She says, oh, look, the last two weeks, your kicker's made all his kicks. Oh, well. <laughs> right before he kicked the extra point and he missed. Yeah. Well. And then uh, Mike Zimmer, you can't coach scared, man. You cannot coach scared. I don't care what happened last week. That was a different game. You have 40 seconds left, 19-yard line. Give the ball to Alvin. He's averaging seven yards a carry. It's at eight, nine. Take a shot at the end zone, then call your timeout. In there, in his defense, on that Cook was hurt, and I and he was barely able to walk. Like I, I could see Madison potentially, but I will say this: I'll absolve him on Cook by because at that point, I think Cook could barely right. move. They so, got to do something there, right? Okay, yeah, but you can't just let the clock run out like that. It's it's with the history of our kickers, you can't. You just you know we don't have Vinatieri back there. We don't have Prater. We don't have anybody worth that ilk as a kicker, you know, I'm not saying Greg Joseph isn't going to be great, but he doesn't, you know, he, he isn't known to leave the game in his hands, you know, to win it. Kirk played out of his mind today. Um, I was surprised. Um, KJ Osborne, I think he's solidified three. I think the Vikings finally have three legit wide receivers. I can only imagine what the offense would look like if they still had Irv Smith, if he wasn't hurt. Uh, Vikings online played okay today, but I thought this defense was supposed to be good. And you score 30, you score what back to back weeks, those 30 points, and you lose. I mean, yeah. you can't, you, I don't know how many games you're going to win in the NFL, uh, allowing the other offense to score 30 points. Yeah, man. But, Alex, great points all around. Um, we'll definitely get you on, we'll get you on, write that down again sometime too. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I would just like to say Declan, I as you as well went to the golf course this morning when I PhD golf clubs. I wore my I can't nice am kid. spider with my Dennis Kirk saddlebags, <laughs> and then I think yeah. the golf course was protected by federated auto insurance. They probably and were. And I felt I enjoyed a couple of surveys while I was there. That's a boy. That's, That's right, Alex. For you, Alex. Look at that, Alex. Your, your checks are in the mail right there. You just checked every Appreciate box possible. <laughs> 
<laughs> I love it. Amazing. All right, who's next? Vikings vent line here. We're uh, we're getting it all out. Just we're putting it all on the table right now. Owen to devastation. Who's next? Quentin, what's, what's up, buddy? You're on Vikings vent line. How are what's you? What's going on, guys? Hey, man. Man, let me just say, man, the Vikings right now, they're like that girlfriend that you have that just treats you bad. She cheats on you. She runs the streets. She does whatever, but for whatever reason, you just stick with her. I yep. mean, bro, I, I just, <laughs> I, I, I can't it. <laughs> fathom it. And you know, like I'm, I love the Vikings. I'm diehard purple and yellow skull, man. Go freaking Vikings, man. But this, this uh, the only reason I'm cutting them slack is because last year we were like we started off zero and five. I'm pretty sure, and I, I got to the point where I can't even watch the games past halftime. You know, but. You know, what I will say is the, the offense, they looked a, a lot better this week. I mean, they, they looked miles better. Freaking uh, K.J. Osborne, man, I like that guy, man. 17 yep. is out there. He's doing his thing. Dude. He's trying to earn his stripes. I love yeah. it, man. Love him doing that. But, gosh, just all we need. I, and I tell all my friends this, man, if the Vikings leave two points on the board, one to two, they're going to lose that game. Whether yeah, we have that one-point lead or that two-point lead, it goes to the other team. If it's one to two points, we are going to lose the game guaranteed on a special teams play. It's, it is so freaking frustrating, man. I hate it to the bottom of my soul. Yeah, like, like why can't it ever be that, like, oh, Greg Joseph missed an extra point in the first half. Whatever, the Vikings just won by nine instead of ten, right? It, right? it, always, it always matters. Why, when, does it, why does it have to matter? When and, he and missed, like, I was sitting there watching the game like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Here we go. And now it's one point away, man. And oh. When he missed that PAT in, in the first half, that made the score, by the way, Vikings 20, Cardinals 7. Yeah. I thought to myself, this is going to bite him. That's going to matter. It's going to yep. bite him. <laughs> that too. point's going to matter. It's 20 to 7. They look great at the time. And he missed that, and I thought, it's going to be a problem. going to be a problem. And then they end the half 21 to 20. Like, oh, my yep. God. Yep. Do the You're same right. thing we did last last freaking week, man. We do awesome the first. We, 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 we start off strong, at least holding them off. And then right at the end of the half, boom. We let them take the lead or tie it up. It's like, come on, boys. Come on. Well, listen, Quentin, great stuff, dude. Again, I think just another uh, great summary for how a lot of Vikings fans are feeling today. You can't, <laughs> But you can't quit. You can't break up with her. Yeah, you can't, can't break quit. up with her, man. You can't quit. It's a toxic <laughs> relationship, and Trust you me. can't leave. Yeah. <laughs> Your friends right. and family, they tell you to get out. And guess what? You're just still all in. <laughs> they don't see it like no, you De- do. No, Declan, we're talking about oh, the Vikings about here. The Vikings, the Vikings dude. Crap. Yeah. Oh, no, we're yeah. just talking about Declan's <laughs> life here, whether it's <laughs> oh. the Vikings or his relationships. Oh, oh. oh. my bad. Um, oh, my man. Bad. Uh, I laugh, but inside I cry here. Yeah. All right, let's go. Oh, my God. Is that yeah. Bob in Pennsylvania? Bob. Get your ass in here, Bob. Yes, it is, fellas. Look at the artistic shot. Mackie, Mackie, I have one beef with you, all right? Just one? Last, yeah, just one. Last week, you said our kicker was, he had ice in his veins. Now, I also, I also said he was the thing? greatest just kicker in Vikings history. One thing. Tell me one thing about the game today. Why did our kicker miss the game-winning kick wide right when they were in? Arizona right there, and it was wider <laughs> than kicking it right to Minnesota, which is probably a thousand <laughs> miles right, right there. Tell me why, Mackie, it was that wide right. 
I can tell you. The game on the line when a guy kicks two 50-yard field goals to, you know, to make the game interesting. And my brother right here said to me, look, all I got to do is this. All I got to do is with 30 seconds left and the clock running, why don't you go up top like Joe Gibbs would when the Redskins were a dynasty and maybe – Take a shot and win the game when you have a terrible field goal kicking history in Minnesota Vikings NFL history. Tell me why. Can you just tell me why? Please tell me why. Bob Bob pulled a map. And, and he's also shot the entire thing like an artistic endeavor with just his – we got the sideways shot The 1966 of Bob. world map. What can I tell I get- you? I can tell you, so so I said, I said, I will admit, I did say Greg Joseph had ice in his veins. Now, I can tell you from firsthand reporting experience, I went to Phoenix last weekend to visit my father. It's like 100 degrees in Phoenix. That ice melts quickly in your veins the minute you step foot into Arizona. All right? That yeah, ice had been melted. The ice clearly melted from his veins. He needed surly in his veins. That's what he was <laughs> missing. He well. should have had surly going through his veins. He would have relaxed and <laughs> made the damn kick, Bob. Oh, but the point is, it comes down to the coach and Mike Zimmer. Why doesn't he go up top with the clock running and take a shot and try to win the game with a touchdown instead of taking a chance with your terrible field goal kicking history? Why? Please, Amen. tell me why. Amen, Bob. Amen. It's a rhetorical question because in his mind, he's thinking, well, we're in field goal range. All right, what are my options? Well, I don't even though Kirk even though Kirk has been a freaking magician on this final drive. He doesn't really trust Kirk and he never has. Well, Dalvin Cook, okay, well he fumbled last week and his ankles all banged up. And so I think I think these things are running through Zimmer's mind as that clock's ticking and then he's like, "Ah, let's just let it run 40 seconds down to nothing in kick, good instead point. of instead of doing something." Running. Another good point. You got a healthy running back at the end of the game. And you got Dalvin Cook, who was taken out three times for injury. Why is he even in the game on that last drive? Tell me why. Dude. Bob, you need a soak in that hot Please. tub, buddy. I yeah, think you Bob, need Bob, 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 worried about you. You're, I can't. You're too old for this, Bob. You're too old. I know. I told my brother to change the password on DirecTV so I can't watch the games anymore because I get it through his streams. That'll make my life a lot easier. Bob, get your or play golf every Sunday. I can't get deal your, with this anymore. Get your hot tub soak tonight. Crack, no, crack a drink. Tub. I'm going to drain the damn hot tub. <laughs> get a wet cloth and put it on your forehead and lay down. <laughs> All right, that's Bob in Pennsylvania. Whoops, I'll uh, pop him off the screen that we both did. Um, oh, I love me some Bob in Pennsylvania, oh, man. Bob was all in on Case Keenum, if I remember, a few years yeah. back, too. And he was definitely more right that Bob, season than we were. Bob is what Vikings fans would be like if if the Vikings were based in Philly. Like, it would be nothing but a series of Bobs. I would be curious if and we Mike could, Zimmer wouldn't be coaching here. Yeah, if we could multiply Bob and sort of morph the Vikings fan base into more of an aggressive Philadelphia-type fan base, yes. what would that vibe be right now? Oh, it would be brutal. Because oh, I, I still think, like, a lot of Vikings fans, and maybe they're, maybe they're conditioned by, you know, other media outlets, like, they're still kind of a, well, but, like, if you look at the schedule and this and this, instead of, this is ridiculous, why are we 0-2 and right. demanding everyone to be fired? All right, who's next, Declan? Let's go to Caleb. Caleb, what's up, dude? You're on Vikings Vent Line. Welcome back, man. How's it going, guys? Good. 
Okay. So I don't, I don't even know where to start. I think the kicking, you know, the kicking is one thing. I think it doesn't really matter at this point. We're all used to missed kicks and heartbreak in that regard. But I think the it comes down to just missed opportunities in the second half. Yeah. Um, it was, I mean, I think what back or, inter, or interception on Kyler that I don't think resulted in anything. Um, just terrible play calling in the second half. I thought the first half we played pretty well um, in in regards of play calling. I think Nick Vigil played really well. Um, o line played pretty good. KJ is legit. I think going to be a legit wide receiver three, and I think Kirk played well too. Um, it's just just missed opportunities. We're two and zero against playing ourselves, but zero and two against everyone else. I mean, it's just kicking ourselves in the foot, and I don't know. It's just it's disappointing. Um, I knew I knew when Greg was lining up for that kick, he was going to miss it. I just I did I've, you really? I've, I've watched I've watched this team You've seen this my movie? entire life. And right. I just I knew he was going to miss it, and I I look back at the score because I couldn't remember what the final score was. If he didn't miss that extra point in the beginning of the game, it, that kick wouldn't have that kick. It would have been overtime already. It would have been for the win. You know, it it it's just so frustrating. But yeah, I don't, no, I don't know. Caleb, thank thanks for coming on. I just I want to pick out one thing that Caleb said because yes, the Vikings could be two and zero. The Vikings probably should be two and zero if they were if if Dalvin doesn't fumble and maybe who knows if they make the kick. But if Dalvin doesn't fumble. And if Greg Joseph makes a 37-yarder. But while they could be 2-0, 0-2 is not bad luck. I, I, I think, you know, does Dalvin fumble? Probably not, like on a regular basis. But when you fall behind by double digits to the Bengals in the first half, that's not bad luck. You played like garbage and you got penalized 10 times, you know. Yeah. Um, when your defense gets gashed for an average of nine yards of play through the first, like, three and a half quarters, and your kicker that has virtually zero game experience for the last three seasons up until week one misses a key field goal when his heart rate starts to go a little bit through the roof because he's not he's he's not been in that situation. That's not bad luck. No, you chose you chose to bring Greg Joseph in as an inexperienced starting kicker. So I just want to draw a distinction. While they could be two and zero, it's not bad luck that they're zero and two. It's self inflicted that they're zero and two. Yeah. Well, and the Cardinals and and. In week one, the Bengals had had in air quotes bad luck as well. The question is, how good are you at overcoming your bad luck, which really is mistakes? Um, because the game, football games are filled with them. Football games are filled with mistakes, and the question yeah. is, are you prepared? Are you coached well? And you know, flat out, the first half against the Bengals last week, you weren't coached well. You weren't ready to play, and I don't know how, but you weren't prepared to play in week one. You just weren't. And uh, today is is. The same old story, but think about how ridiculous it is that we have people, and I'm not saying they're wrong. We have people, multiple people appear on this show who said the Vikings should have gone for a touchdown because Zimmer should know the history of kickers with this franchise. Think about that for a second. That is that is why this team is so frustrating, and it's such a loser's lament that you're, you are assuming that a kicker, another kicker is going to miss, and a new guy in, in this case is going to miss a field goal that should be basically a chip shot to win a game. Yeah. Think about that for one second. That we are conditioned to think to ourselves, do you really want to put this on the position that you should be conditioned to say, well, yeah, of course, he's going to make it nine times out of ten. 
to me, that's just a really, really sad statement that there would be a whole thing of, well, you've got to score a touchdown because you should know you can't trust your kickers. Yeah. Uh, if you're hanging out with us here on, on Purple Daily Vikings Vent Line, do us a favor, please, if you're watching on the Purple Daily YouTube channel, click the like button. It helps spread the word about the show. Click the subscribe button as well because then we can deliver daily Vikings entertainment or therapy to you guys on your uh, YouTube feed. All right, we definitely have a couple more a couple here. Let's keep rolling here on I, Vikings I really, do, do I have to call you this? Is this your actual name? Do I have to call it you daddy? It is not. Okay. Cool. I mean, you're welcome to call me whatever you want. Bro. That's true, too. That's daddy true. has made his way to, yeah. Vic, to yes, Vikings. Hey, I'm Sports Dad. Don't try to tread on my ground. <laughs> we have Sports right, Dad yeah. and we have Daddy. All right. I mean, long time hearing you guys. I think you guys do great. I like how you're making the Vikings accountable. You're not being homers. I love that about you guys. So keep it going. Thanks, man. A um, couple things. Like, I don't even know what to do anymore because, like, I get myself <laughs> ready. You know, you get my beers, you get your drinks. I'm even going hangover to work the next day. And it's like the Vikings keep doing the same thing. It's like I'm at the point where, like, you know what? I'm going to start already, like, not doing this sort of thing until they start showing me they're ready to win. And also, um, I'm noticing that watching Mike Zimmer, like, control the game, it's like watching your little brother play Madden, you know, like, he doesn't know how to control the end of game situations. Like I was watching the game and I was like, all right, like, yeah, go for another couple of plays, get in the middle. Like, like we know the history with the Vikings and he does the same thing. And, and one more thing is like, does he not have any saying on like the third downs? Like I noticed that, I don't, I don't know if anybody has talked about this, but like, I noticed they missed a lot of opportunities. Did they, they convert even like two or three first downs on third down? I think they were like, they were really bad. They bad were, they were one. They were one of eight on third down when I stopped tracking them. Yeah, it was horrible. I, Let's see here. Two or ten. Yeah, they were they were two for ten. They were two 20%. for ten on third down. It was not. That's good. not good, is it? That's <laughs> I mean, that's, no, that's horrible. Like, so was that just conservative play calling, or like were they just like here well, to do something big? You know? It's a few things. It's a few things. I would say, you know, again, this is I, I, I have no desire to speak ill of Kirk Cousins after this game, but he does have a little bit of a harder time when the opposing team knows he's going to pass when he can't run play action. And that I'd have to go look and see what the third downs were. But like, you know, that one, at the end, the second to last drive, it's third and seven. And the Cardinals dropped. I think they rushed four and dropped seven back into coverage. And I want to say there were three routes being run, maybe four, but like. Kirk checked it down because it's, you know, it's not his nature always to just drive a ball into double coverage to Justin Jefferson. So it's, it's the Vikings have a very conservative approach oftentimes on third down and or Kirk Cousins takes underneath routes that don't always make it to the chains. That's just my theory. Here's one that made no sense, too. And, and this is not a Kirk thing. This is directly on Clint Kubiak. Vikings first third down of the game was a third and two from their own 33 cousins is in shotgun and they go empty backfield in the first corner and force a pass to Conklin that he doesn't catch. And I'm not faulting him, but what I am saying is Dalvin cook was off to a marvelous start. Dalvin cook clearly should have scared and did scare the Cardinals. Uh, So why on earth would you go empty on third and two? Like, okay, if it's third and nine, then I get it. It's a problem, but third and two, and that's your first play call. That's a weird one call. I'm glad you brought that up because, like, what's Cousins best at? Play action. 
not only was Cook cooking him at that time, but like it was the perfect time to be the play action. Is I mean, what Cousins is best at, or run the ball? Yeah, that's a situation yeah. where like like it's funny because the Vikings love to run the ball on second and short. When you could be running play action, your whole playbook's open. Statistically, they are one of the most run heavy teams on second and short. Um, I don't have the numbers on third down, but third down, sometimes it's like they, they're going to go empty backfield on third and short. No, really, run play action or run the ball. And, and one more thing about Cousins that I actually did like this week is he was a little bit more mobile. Like, I've always thought, like, he's good enough to, like, go a little bit to the left, go a little bit to the right. Like, you know what? No one's open. Like, you see a big gap in the middle, run for it, dude. Like, he's faster than Brady. Yes, well, I think a phone, a, a phone book you, is faster yeah, than Tom Brady, but, yeah. yeah. Uh, Daddy, we appreciate you coming on, man. Great questions, and get you on again sometime here on Vikings Vent Line, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Let's keep rolling here, Dex. Sure. Let's go to, uh, is it Devin? Oh, Devin, I don't think uh, your mic is connected here. I'll pop you off. In the, uh, on, Let's, on the I think here. we know somebody else in there, too. Uh, Devin, we can't hear you, so we'll pop you off, and then we'll yeah. get somebody else in here. Let's go to, uh, for now, let's go to Richard in Boston. Richard, how are you? Welcome to Vikings Vent Line. I'm fine. How are you guys? Well, we're uh, we're trying to figure out our feelings right now after a couple hours here, Richard. Well, as as you can tell, I'm I'm not from America. I'm from Scotland originally, and I've I've been following the Vikings since uh, the NFL was on British television in the the, the Carter and Moss era. Yeah, and it, to use a word that a couple of your earlier callers used, this is this is getting tired now. It really is. I mean, how long do we have to put up with this? Um, you, you talk. We talk about Zimmer being old school, but you look at Andy Reid, you look at Pete Carroll, you look at Bill Belichick. They're old school, but they adapt to the modern game. Zimmer, Zimmer is known for his stubbornness, and part of his stubbornness, I think, rightly or wrongly, is that he can't adapt. Um, in play calling, in timekeeping. Um, and I want to ask you guys a question before you answer all that. How many of you were thinking he's going to miss that kick? Because we're now programmed mm-hmm. to, uh, since, since 30 years ago, that there is a very good chance that a Vikings kicker, when it comes down to it, is going to miss it. And that says so much. Yeah. It really does about so many things yeah. in the no, organization. These are all that. great you're questions. Programmed, it is so pathetic, and you're not wrong, but it is so pathetic to say that you're programmed for your first thought to be he's going to miss a kick from 37 yards. Like, think about but, how ridiculous that – this is professional football. Yes. This is, that's, that's, now, if it's 57 yards, okay, that's a Hail Mary kick. But this is a 37-yard kick to end a game, and our first thought is, well, he might miss this one. That's a ridiculous thing to even have to think. It's an indictment, Judge. Judge, it's an indictment on the organization that they cannot find a kicker that can win a game. You might as well just tell Cousins, forget the kick, get it into the end zone somehow, because we can't rely on a kicker to win a game. Yep, it's uh, if, and if and if you've been a fan since the Carter Moss era, then I th- I don't I don't think that thought existed until 1998. But since 1998, when Gary Anderson missed in the NFC Championship game, it's been 23 years of cringe every single time a Vikings kicker 
addresses a football with like 30 seconds or less to go. So, are, are you? Can I ask, are you guys as tired? The word is tired. Yeah. We, we, we need, an, we need a, an influx of new talent off the field. It, you know, Zimmer keeps, you know, we did well. We, we got to the, the game in New Orleans, uh, the, the Minneapolis Miracle, and then we got to the, the game where we won with the Carl Rudolph touchdown. But if we hadn't won the toss of the coin, would we be talking about that? And if you put that to the side, we've done nothing. We embarrassed ourselves against the Eagles. We have done nothing in X amount of years to even think that we'll win a Super Bowl in our lifetime. The whole organization needs a, a clean sweep, a clean sweep. Richard, this is great stuff. We appreciate you coming on. Definitely, definitely don't make this your last time on Ventline. All right, we'll see. All you right, guys, be well. Be well. Take care. Yeah, I mean, it's the whole thing is a it's a gravitational pull toward average or disappointment. As long as I've been alive. Unfortunately, I think the problem right now that he's talking about, um, and he's right, is the fact that football since two thousand fourteen has changed a lot. Like philosophies of the game have changed. Things that things that were important in two thousand fourteen, but now are even more important. Um, and the Vikings really haven't adapted or changed. And and they're so they're still trying to run the same thing. I, I mean, they literally went out in, in 2018 and signed a quarterback who they saw and they were wrong as the best free agent quarterback possibility. So they really wouldn't, in their mind, have to worry about the position too much. Mm-hmm. Um, and what we're seeing is we are seeing coach quarterbacks relationships, um, which always used to be about the coach, uh, become more and more important and become more and more about the quarterback. I mean, Bill. You know, Zim's guy, Bill Parcells. Bill Parcells used to MF Phil Sims constantly and got away with it. And Phil Sims was a good quarterback. But the point was that was a one-sided verbal relationship in which Bill Parcells would get upset with Sims and he would dress him down and blah, blah, blah. Um, people have changed. People aren't like that now. And star athletes aren't like that now. And and for Mike and Kirk not to have a relationship is on both of them, but it starts with being on Mike. All right, let's get to Devin here, see if we got Devin's mic working again. Devin, do you got us okay? No. Uh, try, try try plugging out your headphones. That it might be it. Look at Devin. If you can do that. You can clearly hear us. Otherwise, yeah. if you can just sort of draw in the air, yeah. like, the sentences that you would like to say to us. Yeah, I don't think. Uh... You guys hear me? There we yeah. go. All right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. All right. Sorry, it must be my headphones. Um, yeah, I mean, are, are you really surprised the Vikings kicker, you know, missed the field goal at the end of the game? It's you know, death taxes and a Vikings kicker missing the field goal. Yeah. Really just, you know, it's just disappointing. And, you know, the Vikings, I thought, you know, they kind of, they played a good game and it was a game, you know, that you need to win. And, you know, Cousins, you know, I'm not the biggest Cousins fan in the world, but, you know, he, he's been really good the last uh, you know, two games in, in the two-minute drill. And, you know, if, if the Vikings find a way to win both games, we're sitting here talking about, you know, has Kirk Cousins finally become the, the, the game-winning late-game quarterback that we've been waiting for? And, you know, now they're 0-2, and I don't want to throw the talent on the season. But, you know, it's just frustrating. You know, another game, another opportunity, another missed field goal. And, you know, it's just, you know, I, I don't want to give up on Greg Joseph, but, 
you know, how much longer are we going to go with, you know, just Vikings kickers missing field goals? Yeah. It's I, at this point, I would just ride it out with Greg Joseph. I'm, I'm disinterested in a revolving door of kickers this season. You identified him. You thought that he had a, a bunch of potential. He's still pretty young. Like just stick with it at this point. That's where I'm at. Um, so are you, are you done with the season now, Devin? Um, not yet. I, I think that offense has shown that they can, you know, put up points and play with, with pretty much anybody. So I'm not where I think, you know, Seattle blew a big lead today. You know, I don't think Cleveland has been that impressive where I'm going to just totally write them off. So I think if you can find a way to, to win those two games at home, you're two and two, you play Detroit and, and Carolina. And I think you could be right back in the division and, and, and get it and play in the playoffs. So I'm not ready to throw it in just yet. Uh, I still think you should hold out a little hope, but uh, a loss next week. Uh, I don't know if I'll be singing the same song. Dude, and that's the hard thing, man. Uh, Devin, great stuff. We appreciate your comments, your thoughts, the sentiment. Um, you're going to get a really upset and determined Seahawks team because they blew a double-digit lead in the fourth quarter and lost in overtime to the Titans today. So if you're wondering, oh, maybe Seattle's going to come in here and uh, they're 2-0 and and they're right. sitting nice, little trap game, it is right. not going to be a trap well, game. And I think it's also very fair to ask, flat out, forget how upset this team might be, can you contain Russell Wilson? Um, Joe Burrow against the Bears today looked very average, very average. He didn't look anything like he looked last week. And he basically um, got over on you consistently last week. Today, the defense and, and certain players had moments, but you didn't stop them. Like they still, we, we could t- talk about, well, Hopkins had four catches in the first quarter and then he was sort of contained. Okay, but look at the yardage totals. Look at the points and things like that. So I just think it's a fair question to, to ask, you know, forget about the offense, forget about Cousins. And in, in this case, I guess for right now, forget about Greg Joseph. Can your defense play like it's supposed to play? Because it's not coming anywhere close. Certain guys are. Hunter's great. He looks fantastic. But, I mean, this whole thing was supposed to gel, and this whole thing was supposed to come out firing. Um, so far, that has not been close to the case. And the calling card of the man that runs this football team on the sidelines is his defense. Joe Burrow, today against the Bears, boys, go back and watch that game. That's what Joe Burrow should look like yep. against you early in the season when you are the Vikings defense. Joe Burrow threw three picks on three consecutive throws today yes. and then and then he almost did. dug out of it. That wound up being a close game, and they almost got the ball back for a last drive. But, yeah, so 0-2. Um, if you're, I think there's probably some people that are discovering this show for the first time just because you were pissed and looking for some place to – uh, to get some therapeutic discussion. We appreciate that. We are a daily Viking show that we're, we're going to be pumping out starting this week, 10 episodes a week, actually, because we get a bunch of bonus episodes. And uh, we got another special guest coming into the fray on Tuesday, I believe, this week. He, you doesn't, can also... go he doesn't go wide right with his kicks. His kicks are dead set. His yeah. takes are. His takes are, I think too. his takes are. I don't his think takes he's... will be right I down the pipe. I bet he can hit a 39-yard field goal. I think he can. I would hope so. We'll ask him on Tuesday. Yeah, we will. Uh, and Realistic Randy, you can find him on Tuesdays as well as uh, Judd and Chip Purple Access on Thursday. Mm-hmm. So a bunch of bonus episodes in addition to the daily Purple Daily episodes. And then, of course, Vikings Vent Line after each Vikings game here, powered by Surly Brewing Company. So, um, all right, boys. Well, w- plenty more tomorrow. Pie chart of blame tomorrow. Yep. 
Judd's going to get into some more Surly Furious tonight. He's just drinking. Do they have boxed I've Surly Furious? Box, I've just got to play boxed wine. I, I ask him, just make boxed <laughs> Surly Furious. So, yeah. All right, that's a wrap on Vikings Vent Line. Thanks to those of you who hung out with us. We're going we're gonna to navigate these waters together, regardless of what happens week three and beyond. Stick with us on Purple Daily. We'll see you guys tomorrow. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.